Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Oh, hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you doing? Doing real good. This is one of my favorite topics mm. and one that I'll admit Sometimes I feel like I know nothing about, which is weird for being a psychologist. Are you good at it? Notice we're teasing. We haven't actually told the topic yet. I think I am, actually. I think maybe that's why I like this topic, mm. um, but it's hard to translate why I'm good at that. Well, this is interesting. I, my first thought is that's a bummer because I also kind of feel like I'm good at it, but I don't <laughs> totally understand it. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes us the exact wrong people to talk about this Twins. or maybe the exact right people to talk about <laughs> Twins. <laughs> well, well, we'll give you our opinion anyway, <laughs> whether we're the right or wrong people to talk about this. But we're talking about letting things go. Um, an easy example of this is just kind of grudges things that mm. you have kind of carried around and someone's hurt you in the past been very frustrated yeah. by and, and oftentimes with painful experiences or painful um, memories um, our clients definitely talk about how difficult it is for them to um, and they use lots of euphemisms here but one of them is let let it go mm-hmm. yeah yep yeah a couple other like quick examples I thought of because it's good to have like tangible examples um uh, grief, right? Like lo- a mm-hmm. loss of a person, mm-hmm. whether it's someone passing away or, you know, loss of a relationship, like a breakup, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mistakes or guilt in the past, right? Um, I wish I could just let go of this. Th- I know this thing. I'm like, I'm like haunted by this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, criticisms, like someone criticizing us and mm-hmm. like feeling like we're just, we just keep replaying it and can't let it go. Um, so those are a few of the ones that like really come to mind for me. Yeah. Or betrayals or, or oh, things that we feel one. like someone's done something to us and, mm-hmm. and, um, or, or yeah. Okay. So what, what's your first kind of, uh, someone comes in and says, you know, I just, um, this, pr- yeah, that this, my, my best friend betrayed me somehow and I just can't let it go. Like I've, I know I should move on and maybe I'm blowing this too out of proportion, but I just, I rationally, I know I should let it go, but I just can't. Um, what, so maybe we start with like, what do we actually mean by let it, cause let it go is, I mean, it's like a metaphor, right? Like it's mm-hmm. you're literally imagining holding something tight yeah. and just releasing it. Yeah. So what do we actually mean when we say let it go? Like what are people actually after I think, when they say I want to let something go? I think what people are, are saying is they would prefer not to, um, have this pain, have this painful memory, mm-hmm. have this um, painful memory bother them quite as so much as it does. Um, I think what they're they're looking for is is kind of some kind of I mean this is a weird word to choose, but some kind of healing from some mm-hmm. wound they've gotten. Yeah, and well, and there's another metaphor again, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's basically the idea that often it's it's a memory slash a a thought, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is that has a lot of painful emotion attached to it. Mm-hmm. So whether that's, you know, a memory of how someone hurt you um, back in the day or the memory of a person you've lost and the, the sadness and grief that's associated with it or, you know, the, the, the memory of being criticized and how that felt and, and wanting to let go of that tendency to kind of revisit it and, and feel bad every time you do. Um, so I, that's my intuition, that that's what people are talking about when they say, I want to let it go. It's, it's that that painful feeling and staying mentally stuck in that, in that space, in that event, in that whatever it is. 
Yeah, and, and, and it's interesting because as you were saying, kind of you know letting go of memories or letting go of these things. I think there's there's kind of memories are definitely part of it, but it almost seems like a difficulty accepting the event or the thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's this kind of going over and over that thing, and the memory definitely triggers that resentment to come up or that. Um, I can't let this go. This is the grind or whatever it mm-hmm. is. But boy, there's something about, you know, I can't believe my brother, you know, wrecked my car and right. just, you know, I, he, how, why would you do that? He never even said he was sorry, whatever it is. And it's this, this event that happened that they, that they're really struggling with. I can't believe that happened or this person who cheated on them mm-hmm. and they can't believe, you know, that this person did this and, and they, Yeah. Yeah. One thing I've noticed with, with people who struggle to, to let things go is, in general, they tend to be people who have very high expectations, mm-hmm. in particular of other people, but just in general, very high expectations, and have a very strong sense of um, morality, right and wrong, mm-hmm. kind right of and wrong. Um, mm-hmm. responsibility, principle, you know. Um, and so I, I think you're right in the sense that it's, when people will often say like, I'm over it. I just don't want to be fixated on this thing anymore. I want to move on. I want to let it go. Mm-hmm. But when you get them talking about it, there is often this like, yeah, yeah, I'm over it. I want to move on. But damn it, why did they do that? They mm-hmm. sh- how could they do that to me? Mm-hmm. Right? They shouldn't have done that. That shouldn't have been allowed to happen. Yeah. So the, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, j- just that like, that is one thing I've observed more and more mm-hmm. is that like this retroactive expectation is like still there. Yeah. Yeah. This real kind of difficulty accepting what is in, in, in some way. Right. Maybe because, and maybe it's just a wiring thing. Maybe, maybe some people personality wise are just more wired to see the world through the lens of what ought to be. Mm. Right. What should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe for some people it's easier to just look at the world through like, what is mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. so when you know when i see one person might their kid comes home with a report card and it's they got a you know b plus in math and to one parent it's like well you, you are capable of getting a's so why you know why didn't you get an a and to, to the other person it's like well it's a b plus you know it's i kind of would have preferred an a but like it's not the end of the world like that's what that's sort of what it is you know like and so i i, I wonder if that as a theory for why it's hard to let things go. I wonder if some people are just more, and I don't say this in a pejorative way, but are more focused on seeing the the potential in things, like how things could and should be. Mm-hmm. And if that's just a, like the way you tend to look at the world often, you might have a harder time letting things go. Well, and that might be it. There might be a... Um um, I, I see this with uh, survivors, uh, survivors of childhood sexual abuse. Um, understandably, that is a, 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 um, a traumatic event that, that stays with a lot of people and is often very difficult for them to kind of right side in, in, in some way. Um, and, and, and the idea that... Um, there's, there's, uh, there, there'll be no justice and that this event has kind of, um, um, they might say permanently impacted their life. Mm-hmm. So there's these constant reminders maybe of how, uh, their childhood, uh, abuse is impacting them in the present. And, and when that impact happens in the present, 
they go back to if if this wouldn't have happened, I would have been healthy and I would have been okay. And this kind of would have should have Mm -hmm. could have kind of um, idea comes and it's um, can be very ruminative in nature often. And and we've talked about resentment and and letting go and kind of dealing with resentment might be a little bit similar here. But uh, the idea is that, man, there are lots of ways to, to maybe carry one of these around. But how do you kind of deal with one of these situations when you experience them. The other language that comes up a lot is um, forgiveness. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily mm-hmm. like a religious thing. I think uh, I worked with a lot of people who aren't particularly religious, but they, they use this language of, I want, I want to, have, I intellectually, I've sort of forgiven this person or this thing or whatever that happened, mm-hmm. but I can't seem to, like it's not working. Like I can't seem to kind of actually let it go and move on. So, so let's talk about like how, can people like really learn to let go and move on after after hurt and if so like what what tends to work in your experience for that so this is this is interesting because i i feel like this is such a internally driven behavior um what do you mean i I feel like this is very different for a lot of people oh there's just a lot of variety yeah there's a lot of ways people end up um uh you know and, and and here's more euphemisms coming to terms you know i mean there's a lot of ways people start dealing more functionally with yeah. what has happened and um that is so different for everybody gotcha trying to figure that well, out is really tricky let but me it, let me throw some universals at you and you tell me whether you think they're universal or okay. or not broadly applicable these are universal ways to get better at letting go of things i love it let's hear it <laughs> all right so the first thing is it's it's kind of like two a two-part um tactic and it's all based around the idea of control and so what i've observed is people who get stuck and have a hard time letting go of things they're often trying to control things they can't actually control so they're they're saying like i shouldn't have to keep remembering this awful experience I should be able to just like forget Mm -hmm, it and move mm -hmm. on. You can't control your memories. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Things are going to remind you of awful things that have happened in the past. Yeah. But if you, you're basically banging your head against the wall and and keeping your attention on this awful thing because you're trying to make it go away. Right. But it's not actually something you can control. Right. Right. So I think being really clear about in some distressing situation, what are the aspects of this that I can control and what are the ones that I can't control and being really careful of not trying to control something you can't actually control. And to me, the big ones are memories and feelings, right? Again, something triggers a memory of, you know, your brother crashing your car 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. You can't control whether you have that memory. You also can't control whether that like initiates a little bit of anger in you, right? Like that's going to happen. So the second part of this is, take control over things you actually can control, right? So what if you can't control your memories or your emotions, how you feel, we do have a pretty good amount of control over where we choose to put our attention, what we choose to focus on, right? And what we literally do, mm-hmm. right? Our behavior. So you to be able to in the moment say, I actually have a choice of whether I want to replay that incident of my brother, you know, coming home with, you know, the tow truck in my car, you know, smash behind it. I don't have to replay that memory. Um, is it really something I want to do? And then obviously 
behavior. And, and this gets into a, another kind of point I have, which is be selfish, be more selfish. Mm. <laughs> if you're having trouble letting go of something, it's worth stepping back and doing a kind of analysis and saying, all right, I've been, this has been bothering me for a long time. Is me continuing to kind of think about and analyze and revisit this episode and, and how I feel about it? And, like, is that actually doing me a lot of good on net? Is this helpful to me? Mm-hmm. Is this helping me make, making me feel good? Is it helping me get on with my life? Is it helping me let go? And if not, like, maybe just try the opposite. <laughs> try something else, right? Something that literally makes you feel good, right? So be selfish, long-term selfish about what's actually in your best interest. Oh, I love it. I, I really do. And, and actually, that's in line with my first um, kind of instruction okay. around these things. Yeah. My first, my, my, the Todd program Tip, of getting, Todd program. letting go. Um, your 15 point Todd program <laughs> yeah. for letting things go. <laughs> uh, still in development. So I've only got one and two. Um, okay, what but number, got? number one is to get really good and self-interested here, yeah. you know, because I think most people who, um, are struggling with letting things go, whether it's something that was done to them or whether it was something they did and mm. they can't, you know, the forgive guilt. themselves yeah. and they just replay this embarrassing or whatever it is to get good and self-interested in there and say, man, this thing that I do by replaying this over and over again and getting really angry and frustrated or ashamed or whatever is not helping me at all. Yeah. This is producing nothing for me but depression, anxiety, whatever, whatever that might be. So to get good and self-interested there. Well, um, okay, wait a second though. What, so why do people do it if it's so not in their best interest? Like why do people re- revisit these painful memories if it is just totally painful and, and not in their self-interest? Well, and there are the, the, the multiple, right? The, the really strong um, kind of desire for a right and wrong and just and fair world. Um, yeah, and so I would almost argue that in the short term, that does make you feel good. Like the idea that, no, there, there's got to be a reason. They shouldn't yeah. have done that. Mm-hmm. It sort of makes you feel like there is justice in the world. They're the bad guy. Right? I'm the good guy. Yeah. So to me, it's like a short-term, long-term self-interest thing. Mm-hmm. In the very short term, it might feel good to kind of get angry and like, I can't believe they did this and how could they do this to me? Because it, it makes mm-hmm. you feel self-righteous. For a minute. Yeah, for a very brief yeah. amount of time. But the amount of distress that comes after that, you really got to ask yourself, big picture, on net, is this helping me? Yeah. And, uh, you know. Yeah, and, and usually the answer is no. Right. Um, uh, so then once you can get really good and self-interested and, and really be selfish about wanting to improve your experience, then the question is how? How do you want to relate to this thing in your life that is surely going to come up in your memory right. and uh, surely going to come up from time to time? How then do you want to orient to this where you're almost smiling at the end of it, where <laughs> you have unburdened yourself of something? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the unique part that I think every client goes through an interesting kind of journey there. I know for myself when I deal with this, it's it's a very cognitive kind of exercise I do where it's you know being reminded of that thing, realizing I do want to orient to it, orient to it differently because I don't want to feel like um, badly all the time or victimized mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and then really focusing on how do I want to relate to this when this comes up. Yeah, one thing that really helps me with that a little exercise I I kind of not exercise habit I guess I do. Um, is my starting assumption is there are not that many people in the world 
who frequently do completely evil things. They mm-hmm. do the wrong thing just because it's wrong and they want to be, they just, they're completely selfish and just, I actually don't think that happens all that often. More often than not, when bad things happen to us, even very bad things sometimes, it's not completely because the other person was just a monster. Often, and this is the, the question I like to ask myself is, what kind of pain could have led someone to do something mm-hmm. that bad to me? Mm. So to try to have some understanding of what might have motivated the other person's behavior. Yeah, so like, I mean, a, like a, a simple example is you got, you know, your, your boss last week just really laid into you and criticized you one day, you know, um, and to an excessive degree. I mean, just really felt mean and like mm-hmm. vindictive mm-hmm. almost. You might think to yourself, well, like what could have led him to be in such a like foul, vindictive mindset, right? Maybe earlier that morning before work, he found out that his wife was cheating on him <laughs> and took off, left the country with the kids or something, yeah. you know? And he was just like pissed and crushed mm-hmm. and like mad as hell, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I think we can all relate to the fact where like we've been really upset with something and kind of taken it out on someone else, right? It wasn't necessarily our intention, but it just sort of happened. Yeah. So this kind of, I think you can you can empathize with someone else without absolving them of that what they did was wrong. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. because you try and empathize and understand why they did something, that, that doesn't mean you're saying what they did wasn't wrong. Yeah. Right? But it can help you come to terms with and really understand that even though it was the wrong thing, there are still reasons why people do bad things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I'll, I'll go one one level of coping higher, mm-hmm. which would be how can you practice just not internalizing other people's behaviors, period? Right. When that, when that memory comes up, how do you kind of reflect and go, you know what, I'm going to choose to believe that wasn't about me at all. Mm. Something was going on for that person for whatever reason they did that thing. But every time I replay this in my head, I feel angry. I feel frustrated. I feel upset. And I end up feeling like they did it to me. Yeah. You know, and, and from now on, when this comes up, I kind of just want to say, ah, that's about them. And, and, um, the other thing that this does is it serves a really nice, nice folk, uh, social function of remember who people are, right? Because <laughs> if you're internalizing and making it about you, the, the lesson is what this is your problem, right? Yeah, and to really right. say, hey, you know what? I don't know why my brother did that. That's what my brother does. And I don't lend him my car keys anymore. I don't need to spend an hour a day thinking about this. Like, yeah, not my problem. Yeah, this is not, this is not about me. My brother wrecked the car because he's a, he's a jerk and he's a moron and he, <laughs> he whatever. But I don't have to internalize that. I don't have to make that about me. And I'm going to go ahead and just choose to relate to this differently from here on out and just make that about him. Hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks. Thanks.